0: because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless self helpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox... It's self-helpless with Kelsey Cook,
1: Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson.
2: Hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. And this week, oh my god, I'm so excited to talk to this guest. Dude. Holy <laughs> shit, we got the poo doctor. Poo doctor. <laughs> yeah. In the house. Yeah. <laughs> we are oh. going to be joined by. Um, can you say his name correctly? Doctor Anish Chef. Anish. Chef. chef wow that's a, that a Anish chef. Mm-hmm. Um he is the author of the critically acclaimed book and huge widely popular bestseller what's your poo telling you yes and the other book what's my pee
0: telling me yes you guys have heard of it he's been on uh rachel ray yes uh, the doctors yeah. all the daytime talk shows i'm to be honest i have been so excited for him for a while because yeah. like i remember when this book came out i purchased this book okay. and i saw him on all these shows and i just thought he was incredible <laughs> and nobody was really like talking openly about poo like that and that's yeah. a lot of that i was still having so many of my own digestive issues yeah. and i just I loved him. Like, yeah, I connected right. with him so much. He's the superhero we need. Oh we my We need God. to, like, take the shame away from Pooh. We need to talk about Pooh. We did. And when I found out that he wanted to be a guest on Self Helpless, I literally shit my pants i mean <laughs> i mean not literally um, maybe kelsey did but um i seriously <laughs> I, I i remember texting you guys like oh my god you guys yeah it's a poo
2: doctor i'm a poo doctor it's a <laughs> poo doctor i've never felt more excited to use the poo emoji in a text <laughs> ever. i was like this is so appropriate and i just i feel like poo gets brought up so often in our podcast because yes. we're three oh, yeah. classy broads yeah. and i just feel like it's destiny like this was meant to be that we would so have to be. the poo expert on self helpless. So uh, our interview with him will be in just a little bit. We're gonna do a couple of our segments and then we will be talking with him. And I'm so excited.
3: Oh yes. yes. Okay, Isn't now it's always like funny to get those emails from people who are like, Delaney, Kelsey, whoever like whoever's name it is, yeah. you're my spirit animal. And then all the stuff they resonate with and you're kinda like, Whew, ow, that's- ah. Are those all the things you remember about me that I grew up really scared of God? And oh I have poo issues. <laughs> and, you know, like all that kind of Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh man. man. Alright, so, so you have a quote? Dude, found this great quotable. Here are you guys ready for this? We're ready. Yep, okay. We're ready. Having a low opinion of yourself is not modesty, it's self destruction. That's oh, by Bobby Summer. I like that. Boom. Oh my god. Dude, that's that's like own the confidence yeah you're the shit it's that fine
2: line you don't want to be an asshole you don't want to be cocky right, right. like you also don't want to be like i'm worthless no yeah. you find that
3: in between. <laughs> i'm worthless find the in-between that was the broiest insecurity I'm, <laughs> I'm just worthless bro <laughs> fucking nobody do see that chat <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i'm definitely a chat
3: that was oh, very man. funny
0: yeah what yeah. would the in-between be between worthless and Cocky. I think Co- like a quiet, rest, a I'm quiet good. confidence. Quiet yeah. confidence. Just yeah. like that you know
2: that you got your shit down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: know. fine with me. I'm fine with me. I'm, I'm fine with me. Duh. We've already discovered uh, what the yeah. happy media in in a nutshell. Is. I'm fine like, with me. I feel like I ricochet between like, I'm the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> to anyone who knows me, and then like, why does anyone keep me around? Like I feel like I go between <laughs> extremes a lot. That's just I think being I mean, human. Is it? Do you feel like that? I don't feel like you do yeah i don't yeah think i don't do. i don't get i don't think like you do either do you No. you guys are with very your perfectionism
0: confident. maybe you get really down on yourself with your perfectionism yeah but right? i'm always oh, yeah. down on myself i don't oh. have that swing oh. into being okay. you don't have there the happy go. swing is what you're saying no or unless high. i'm
2: drunk in vegas with a pound of makeup on and then i'm like i'm beyonce like oh. i feel great but that i mean in my day-to-day life i generally swing way more toward like i'm worthless
3: really yeah. i, didn't I feel know like that you get more frustrated with yourself about your perfectionism because when i've talked to you in those moments i feel like you're still like it's so frustrating because i know i am this 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 and this but um, i feel as though yeah i am this 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 and this so i feel like even in those moments you have a good head on your shoulders and you know like i know i am very talented and hard-working and beautiful but right now <laughs> I am frustrated <laughs> as to why this opportunity is not going the way I want yeah. or, you know? Yeah, no, that's
2: that's true. I do feel like in my core I do feel like, you know, like I got my own back. Like I yes. know I know who I am. I know like what my talent level is. Like I feel pretty certain about those things. But I think on a day to day I can let a lot of like external things yeah. make me mm-hmm. feel no, fact,
3: bad. Right. I have to fight against them a lot. Yeah. 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 And you said you're kind of up and down constantly? I think Taylor? I'm up and down, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm over maybe i'm over exaggerating i feel like i'm pretty up and down and i will have moments of like you know just uh, i don't know even like this thing that this project that we're all working on where we all have to be kind of confident about things i'm like "Mm, i don't know if i'm going to i'm like worried about coming off as confident as the two of you Really? Yeah, I am. Just because that I feel so like. Close <laughs> our mind because you're a fucking rock star. That's very nice. Right. But it's always hard to. I feel to- like it's going to be harder for people that we are trying to uh, sell this project to, to. Which, this is just how I feel. This is not necessarily true. But I feel like it's right. going to be harder for them to be like, oh, yeah, she seems like she knows what she's doing, as opposed to you two where i feel like you two are more like yeah no this is uh, this is it and everyone's like well yeah no but you that's, trust just them. The yes. that's just an attitude yes right and you have i know you have that attitude yes. i
2: know it's... you can
0: be like i'm the dig shit it out yeah like dig, dig it out <laughs> find yeah. Find that shit
2: yeah but dig that i
0: think but we all we all suffer from imposter syndrome right. which we're gonna do an episode about
3: that topic alone eventually but yeah. um, i think yeah. that's just
0: what that is yeah. And, yeah.
3: i'm in a good place um, with stand-up right now though
0: oh
2: good like, that's great
3: i had some great shows in san jose last weekend thank you so much uh to the people who came uh shout out to jessica for bringing me a mummy roller so So nice you put it apparently you're supposed to put it behind your ears and on the bottoms of your feet and it makes you sleep like a mummy it's essential oil she made it for me oh my gosh! i love it so so nice beautiful souls out there yeah it's amazing so i've been going up a lot and i've been doing a lot of time and i'm like feel like i have a lot of newer stuff and i'm like feeling really oh good. that's great that's the yeah, yeah i feel like i have a pretty even
0: keel i don't know if i swing so much high and low my energy swings that way but i yes. feel like a pretty steady i guess confidence yeah but it's just like medium confidence i don't feel overly confident i don't no. feel under confident hmm. i
3: just feel like you're oh, okay very secure okay i feel yeah.
0: secure that's a yes. better word for it i feel secure yeah yeah that's yeah. good all right Nice. Yeah, just a good little
3: check i feel in. like maybe <laughs> and it might have something to do did you feel like you swung a little bit more when you were performing all the time because i feel like 100 percent i feel like that's, feel like that's oh, what it is for us a i was
0: thousand
2: percent just gonna say if yeah. i go like a week or two without performing that really levels out and yes it's just like day-to-day being a normal person and then i remember bill burr talking about this that in his younger years of stand-up how he felt about himself as a comedian was completely based on the crowd's reaction to him. Right, where if mm-hmm. he had a good set, he's like, "I'm a great comedian." If he had a bad set, he's like, "I should never do this again." Yes. And oh wow. I, I mean, it gets better every year, but I still, I wish it didn't affect me so much as it still does. Where it's like, oh. you know, like I can have a great set and feel like. <sighs> i'm a pro i'm i got this and then if i have a bad set i'm like wow i really don't know what i'm doing i should just really yeah yeah Yeah. it really hits me hard
0: wow see i i didn't swing in that way in that regard like i felt like i could be pretty objective about my sets and stuff like that but what was what was happening is the if i wasn't performing i was just happy because performing wasn't making me happy and when i was even if the shows were going great i wasn't Super stoked about it, yeah. about like that lifestyle. But I was objectively able to like, ah, that was you know, it was kind of an off off night. This was not my type of crowd, or like, hey, that was a pretty good set or whatever. But I didn't let it yeah swing me too much about like my own kind of mm. voice or performance level, I guess. Yeah. But it, but definitely my emotions were swinging just because of the act of doing something what I want would, to do, doing something that I felt like yeah, I man. should do or obligated to do or like that that um that outer expectation, that whole thing, mm. which we we eventually need to really dive into the four tendencies because that book yes. really helped yes. me get out of the you know the doing the shoulds versus the wants you know and that's and different than the four agreements which we talked about with which yeah is quarantine. the four tenet we'll, we'll give g- a little brief stuff but we'll definitely i think i i want to read what you guys read the book because it just it helped me so much oh, not, want even, to. not even yeah. just like a trendy topic it is great um there's four different tendencies uh, as, as far as the book says the obliger the upholder the rebel and the questioner mm. and so like the uh the obliger can meet outer expectations but they have a hard time keeping promises to themselves. Okay. The upholder can meet outer expectations and inner expectations for themselves. The questioner just kind of questions everything. They want to get all the, the facts and information before they make decisions. Um, if they think something is stupid, they don't want to do it until somebody tells them why they should, all that kind of stuff. Yeah cam is one of those um and uh, <laughs> <It's> uh, <ornery. laughs> yeah and then <laughs> yeah ornery. very and then the rebel is somebody who has a hard time meeting outer expectations and inner expectations mm. they almost have to trick themselves into taking care of themselves that's kind of the gist wow. um i so i found out i'm an obliger where i can really i can hold up the outer expectations yeah but i have a hard time keeping promises to myself
2: got
1: it so
0: that's why I over, like i choose work over exercise and yeah. eating healthy and all that stuff because i'm like i'm worried about letting this person down but mm. i can let myself down i don't care yeah got it so we got to do that soon. it's so good yeah. it's so good um but yeah <gasps> let's I do some it. treat
2: yourselves oh and self-careless. Yeah, yeah. i have the biggest treat myself do which it. i've been dying to say on the main podcast I'm moving. she did it you guys yes, yes. i did it <laughs> kane and i found an amazing super nice apartment and honestly i have to like really thank you listeners because it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible without um without this podcast and without the patreon and you Mm -hmm. guys um supporting us and like it it truly has
0: impacted us and it's amazing like you guys don't have to be on the road as much yeah like we're being able to dedicate
2: yeah yeah this is one of the first times where i'm seeing this like real tangible um, change in my life because of the podcast uh, in terms of like finances where I this was like two episodes ago it was on our loneliness episode you guys can go back and listen where I'm like oh, we want to move but I don't know I'm worried yeah. about money and you guys were so sweet and you were like come on I, like, you should just do it it'll make you feel better you're, in a, you're living in a situation where you don't even feel safe at that apartment mm-hmm. though. and I just was living in so much fear and when I went back home to Cheney and I was helping my mom pack something just hit me and I was like I can't live in this gray space anymore of like not knowing whether or not we should do this like let's just fucking do it yes. yeah let's do it i have faith and like and let's just make this happen and we are moving into um our dream apartment it's yeah yeah amazing like it's it's as close to getting a house as we could get but still an apartment you know what I mean like it's yeah it's spacious and yeah. beautiful and it has a washer and drying unit and a dishwasher oh, and <laughs> that that <laughs> i've been hand washing dishes for four years and <laughs> my fingers are so sick of being soggy all the time i'm <laughs> pruned i'm just so excited <laughs> oh. yes so i'm sick of hoarding quarters for the fucking washer and dryer like i'm just oh thank you listeners thank you guys so much for yeah
0: changing our lives yeah seriously so. and like the fact that you guys don't have to be on the road as much is really giving us more time to dedicate to all of our long-term goals with the podcast yeah like we have some exciting stuff coming up that we're really yeah. looking forward to sharing with you and that's all because of of your support the fact that we can actually get together more often we're seeing each other so much this week working on stuff um because there's not that pressure where you guys have to be out every single every single weekend on a plane twice a week yes. like i still am uh, yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're gonna get there though. yeah, yeah. um but yeah so yeah, yeah. incredible so
3: excited. that's my self-careless Stop. my self-careless is do i need to be on the road as much no, no. am i still <gasps> yes absolutely <laughs> <sighs> it's but you kind we'll of love there. it no no I mean, I, it's <laughs> tough it's here's here's my issue is Kelsey took you were home for what two months this summer where you didn't you didn't have to get on a plane oh that was a month that i was home that was a month you were mm-hmm. home okay so i i don't know that i have done that since i started doing comedy uh yeah. and i'm afraid that if i do it i won't be able to go back out there oh so not true really yeah. so not true shit just keeps coming yeah Doesn't no no matter. no. it's not that i'm afraid i won't have opportunities it's a af- i'm afraid that my own mental oh, health you won't, let won't allow me oh like i'm the afraid way i'll you dread felt? it yeah like the way you felt when you went back to wisconsin or wherever yeah. you had to go at the end of that month yeah i but that i'm but... afraid that i'll feel that way because whenever i'm home i'm like oh it's so nice but i'm i'm just scared i'm scared i won't be able to to make myself do it anymore would you be as satisfied if you were like well you're past at every club here so yeah, do the local
0: stuff
2: yeah I would know. you feel as satisfied just going up a bunch at night in town or
3: do you feel yes. a need
2: okay it's the money that. thing
3: i feel the need to always be making money because i'm if i'm not making money i'm like well it's all gonna dry take, up take money out of it yeah assume oh, okay well assume, then yeah that would be great okay, okay. then that's what so you then do. you have your answer yeah. that's what you but do but also if i'm not headlining if i'm not if i'm just staying in town i'm not doing you know hours of material like i'm not on stage for as much time as you are on the road but i assume that you would still it's not like you would stop going out forever you would just change Do it into less.
2: like once a month maybe or yes. twice a month but um that i think tells you everything you're yes, acting yeah. out of fear you're like keeping yourself going yeah. so that
0: you don't <laughs>
3: like stop forever
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right, like that's yeah. which won't happen stand-up is in you girl it ain't going anywhere and um what's the point of having making good money if you're not around to enjoy it right you know
3: that's what i'm saying that's how i feel about looking at like because i'm also i'm looking at apartments right now and for me it's all happening it's all happening and it's like there's just so much in me that's like well don't spend too much you should spend only that and then i'm like you could do you could go higher than that you're just too afraid that what I don't know, your career is gonna blow up. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm afraid of, but I'm afraid all the time. It felt
2: so good to like not be afraid and just say yes to get in the apartment. I have yeah. to tell you, I had been had been so depressed. I've been like legit depressed for like over a month, and I hadn't really talked about it with you guys. Yeah. I'd just been kind of like pushing it away, but being unhappy where we lived yeah. and that affecting me every day, but not having the confidence to move. Ooh that was a bad place to be in yeah and that yeah. fear that you're in right now of like duh, like afraid to make a move i tell you like once you just pull the trigger and like do something it feels so
3: good mm-hmm. that's true it did feel good this week too because i got back from san jose and was home for like a night and then i was back you know like if i between yeah. i'm barely at my place between the i'm usually at the road on the road or at kyle's and it's like it's just it's not comfortable and i don't feel like i have any home base and oh. at like 2 a.m the other morning i couldn't sleep and i was just like i'm setting up all these apartment appointments like yeah we're gonna go look get six in the next two days good like, good good i can go by myself if you want me to he's like no i'll come with you i'm like all right well i'm going so yes. it, yeah. i have to do it because i can't do this anymore good. and i had told my sisters like oh i can move whenever like maybe december january and i've been telling everywhere i'm like december 1st or november 1st like yeah, yeah anywhere around there and i'll work it out with them like we'll yeah. figure it out because i i cannot i i can't stay where i'm staying it, it feel even when i am home i feel like i'm being just smothered by that tiny apartment mm. far yeah. away from Very everything and to. the
0: commute is so crazy for you almost it's every insane. single day i think you should try the local stuff for now
3: i think so. why don't you just try it out see how it feels I'm booked out through the end of the year that's the thing like i'm booked the way my schedule is right now i am booked um through through march of next that's year. insane taylor i know taylor
0: listen look at your <laughs> schedule look at your schedule you know the shows that you can cancel and you know the shows that you need to keep why don't you take an objective look at that okay <laughs> 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 and then stop booking so many fucking shows mama hard. delaney man. <laughs>
1: it's hard because in. Of you
3: can't say no <laughs> but listen but why are you not saying no though because it's okay i have well there's something i can't say on the part do you remember the thing i told you that i was doing yeah. part of Now they're asking me to do the whole thing. Okay, which is being gone way more. It's exciting, but we'll get. I'll tell you you guys the details. Just that, and not do some of the other stuff. Then, well, it's already. I mean, it's. I'm booked on some of those days that I'm going to do this other thing. Probably, so that's already being canceled, and it's like cutting into. I was supposed to take a vacation with my family, and it's like cutting into that a little bit. Yeah, but I told them I was like, I did this. This was a good treat yourself. I said, okay i was like is there any way i can go to cancun with my family for those three days instead of going on this work thing and they're getting back to me on it um but i didn't just go yep nope i'll do that screw you family yeah that's good good. that is good good. absolutely absolutely i think uh but
0: yeah like kelsey said once a month just to try it out when you can yeah which is hopefully soon yeah once a month out of town and the rest there's so many great local things that you yeah. could be doing that you're still getting up and you're just not fucking killing yourself by traveling no. constantly
2: and once you have your amazing place with yes. kyle bitch you gonna want to be home oh my gosh yeah no you're not yeah. gonna like because right now it's almost like the road probably feels better in certain ways than coming back because you like don't have a home base yeah. yeah once you get a home that you love i mean like shit if i already didn't love being in town after this apartment i'm gonna be like i am not going oh, anywhere that apartment is so
3: great <laughs> So excited! oh my gosh it's I'm so nice
2: still 12 days away from moving and i'm already like completely packed everything oh yeah. i like, get
0: me out of here i'm like oh, dying to get, get out apartment. dude i was packing shit up at our old place before we even got an apartment <laughs> i was ready
3: <laughs> to get the hell out of there oh did i tell you how many clo- i got rid of like half my closet Whoa. i was like um, fantastic hallelujah oh, yeah. yes i
2: love it um, oh man
3: dude uh
0: I feel like I should really quickly just talk about the candida candida stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um just a little bit cuz I haven't filled people in on yeah. this. Uh, we've talked about it on the Patreon a little bit, but Kelsey convinced me to do the candida <laughs> diet like for reals and I did it and it's been awful but amazing so um i went on accutane like you guys know for like six months or so and then a few months after being off of it all those little bumps started coming back just like nothing had ever fucking happened and i was um, feeling terrible and i i didn't want to go back on accutane it's a pain in the ass if anybody's ever done it you have to get your blood drawn once a month and take a pregnancy test and all this bullshit and uh didn't want to go back to that and deep down, I know, <laughs> I know the root of the problem is mm-hmm. my diet and yep. my bagels and all and the I've things been I love you
2: <laughs> for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Kelsey's been telling me, and I and I, I knew that Accutane was probably just going to be a Band-Aid. and then it uh-huh. pretty much was. And so a
2: dramatic band-aid at that, that yeah it's a big thing to do accutane oh it is yeah. and it it, it worked, well, nothing's
0: but bigger but for you it's, not eating bagels <laughs> exactly i was willing to go on <laughs> this drug hardcore yeah. drug yeah. It's the
3: band-aid equivalent of wrapping yourself up like a mummy yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and it's the second time i've done it in my lifetime i did it over a decade oh ago God. so i decided i would do the candida diet and if you guys have done it uh, i'm so sorry my heart goes out to you and if you haven't <laughs> jesus christ it's it's fucking miserable but yeah. i can tell you by day four 70 of those bumps on my face were completely gone That's and by great. day eight they were all gone i mean yeah. look at my skin it looks fine it's yeah. crazy. it looks fine and i wish i had done this instead of going on six months of accutane yes mm-hmm. i had a great time because I, I ate everything i wanted um <laughs> oh but God. all i've been, really been doing is i, I cut i S- just a moment of silence for that um i've cut bread and dairy pretty much out most grains and then if you're doing like really strict stuff there's like certain vegetables you should be eating and not eating and certain meats and stuff like that there's a lot of research go go do the research if you have these weird little bumps on your face you have to try this diet at least for a couple weeks to see the results yeah so now i'm in the point where i've seen the results shit is gone there's no more bumps on my face it can com- it, it completely cured it i mean yeah. i'm still in shock yeah. um and also upset i was i was happy and sad at the same it time is. It's, it's very bittersweet <sighs> yeah. it's so bittersweet because i realized okay it's in my control that at least yes. you know this i know there's a lot of skin stuff that is not in your control there's hormonal stuff and there's all all kinds of things but this really is and i know that i'm gonna have to, it's a lifestyle change i have to make yeah which was very sad um what so, grains are you doing now I haven't been doing grains, Oh, you so haven't. I I'm at the point where I'm going to slowly incorporate things back. I've treated a couple times with cake, and nothing happened.
3: When you had cheesecake, nothing happened to you. Nothing happened to me
0: with cheesecake. I was super stoked about that. I
3: am I'm okay. Super if you do stoked. this diet for eight days and you don't see results in four, like Delaney, just know that Delaney is a freak of nature freaking <laughs> blessed yeah all right but don't expect that
2: they say that it doesn't completely go away for 90 days like that so i'm just telling yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah yeah but i know it's hard yeah if you start to bring things in yeah because your ass is being impatient yes i am then it's so. gonna
0: it might come back and yes you might have to do it again so i tried that piece of cake okay i was fine okay and i'm like okay maybe that was a fluke okay so a few days later tried another piece of cake
3: Okay. It was fine. So you did the candida diet for eight days. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here.
2: I'm sitting here know. fucking like four years into this shit. I haven't had bread or cheese for
0: four fucking years. Oh, bless like, your I heart. did
2: it for like ten days. And I had cheesecake and I'm like, I want to murder you. I can't yeah. believe that. Well,
0: yes. So but I'm thinking that it's really the bread that is my problem. the bread and grains. Because I haven't really incorporated grains back in. So I have a feeling that's the cause of it. I have okay. not I had a little bit of fried rice and I was fine. You think it's a gluten thing? Fried I, rice is not an. it's not an issue okay i have not had bagels yet i have not had a cheeseburger yet i'm gonna have some experimental cheeseburgers coming up and i'll report back to what happens okay but so far i have been cheating a little bit and it hasn't
3: affected i think it's the fact you feel my rage Yeah, (laughs) but i but you have like tortillas (laughs) and rice because that they don't have yeast yeast. okay okay like I cut bread everything. and cheese is a
2: nightmare. I went super strict for those. Yeah. yeah like a okay.
3: couple weeks. I've been
0: really pretty strict. Um, But I am ready to incorporate some stuff and see yeah. what okay. happens. You guys, this diet was so hard. I cried in my shower. <laughs> like, I, it was like day two and a half. And I was crying because I... Fucking love food I, yeah. I, I have an addiction to food I think I can admit that um, But I mean I plan my day around food I plan all my meals out If I know I'm going to a restaurant I'll look up the menu Ahead of time Look yep. to see what's Same. on it I plan it out Oh I tell Cam Like I want you to get this And I'm gonna get this And we're gonna try each other's
3: Is
2: yeah. that addiction
3: is a huge Or is it just enjoying A foodie Absolutely I'm a yeah.
2: foodie I don't think I'm addicted to food But sure. you have a different background With
3: it I do
0: have a different yeah. background I um, Yeah I definitely You know binge eating and things like that so i honestly think that i had those results so quickly because it was such a drastic change right i mean yeah. you guys I, you know i was eating like breakfast burrito hamburger for lunch right pizza whatever the fuck i wanted crushing bags yeah crushing Crushin the bagels bag. on a, on the regs <laughs> so i think if you're already eating moderately healthy and you do it you might not see those drastic results but i saw i mean it went from a to Z. Right, yeah. right. Or whatever the fuck Zero you to 100. Call it. Zero <laughs> to one hundred. Zero to one hundred. A for Apple. B for Um So yeah. Uh oh, anyway, I, I really I I hope that uh if you're having those weird bumps, you you gotta try it. It's the fucking worst and you can Hit me up on Instagram and all the you can reach out to me if you're having a bad time with it. I, I feel your pain. But I wish somebody would have told me, like, look, uh, you know, back then and six months ago, like, look, if you just do this diet, yeah. you're gonna yeah. see yeah. some improvements without having to do all this other well, bullshit. I tell you that. I know listen to me. Yeah. I wasn't listening to Kelsey <laughs> because I wasn't ready to admit it to myself. Yeah. So if you're in that place, just know. I, mean, you're I not wish alone. somebody
2: would have told me. <laughs>
0: bitch, I told you so many times. So the true. Fuck out but Kelsey here. was like, have you tried the Candida diet? She wasn't like, bitch you need to do this yeah. well, but, you know it's a touchy point. thing it is like, a touchy you know, thing but yeah. eventually you're like wasn't yeah. trying to get you, you to, should do like, this claw my eyes yeah. out i
2: know how you feel the bagels <laughs> and don't take them away from you lightly jesus christ
0: but yeah she has been gently pushing me and i finally yeah. was so fed up i did it <laughs> well so probably, uh, beautiful god thank you
2: all right shall we uh shall we get the poo doctor on the line let's get let's the poo do doctor this. up ready to roll baby all right we'll be right back with the poo doctor Woo!
0: We are so excited uh, for our guest today. We have Dr. Anish Sheth with us. Uh, he's a gastroenterologist and author of What's Your Poo Telling You and What's My Pee Telling Me. He's been on The Doctors, Rachel Ray, all that good stuff. I got to be honest, Dr. Sheth, I am a little poo-struck because I, <laughs> I, uh, I not only owned your book uh, from years ago, like I, I've known who you are for a very long time. So I was so excited <laughs> to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It uh, should be fun.
0: Yes, we, we are so excited. Uh, we have definitely talked about poo and um, stomach issues and all that stuff in the past. Yeah, uh, so we have so many questions for you. Uh, but maybe to kick it off, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into um, this specific uh, aspect of the medical field?
1: <laughs> yeah, the glorious, uh, the glorious world of poo. It's very, uh, <laughs> it's very prestigious. That's that's the first thing. Um, Every no, child's I think
0: dream. <laughs>
1: exactly. Why well, it does actually go back to childhood. I actually blame my uh, my father because, believe it or not, this was a topic of discussion at the dinner table when I was growing up. So, no way. uh I always thought it was normal to discuss uh, bowel habits and, and, <laughs> and you know whether it was a you know a good one or not a good one. And, uh, I learned from an early early age that, uh, it, 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 sort of, <laughs> you know, your bowel habits, went a long way to saying what kind of day you had and how much energy you had and whether you felt good and what your diet was like. And yeah. so who did who would have thought, you know, all these years later, we would have written a book about it. But I, I think that's, that's, uh, the credit slash blame, I think goes to my, uh, goes to my family.
0: Wow. Amazing. I love it. Kelsey, do you want to
1: kick yeah. off? I know that you
0: have so many questions. I have some,
2: like, <laughs> th- I feel like everything you just said to me makes me feel like I've known you for years just because like, you're like a kindred spirit to to have like all these this poo fascination because i've just had poo problems my whole life <laughs> this is so funny to talk about i love talking about this um so i have um ibs and delaney and i have talked recently about both having a uh, candida overgrowth and i did the candida cleanse about four years ago and it it did help my ibs um quite a bit but i still have it and um i wondered like what what are your top recommendations for dealing with ibs
1: yeah, it's a great topic, and, and and I think it's it's a great thing to speak about because uh, it's such a common issue, especially for young women, and you know the studies show that on average. Um, people who suffer from IBS will actually wait two to three years before they actually see their doctor to discuss their symptoms. And so I think it's really good to get the word out. And, you know, people try a lot of things on their own and, and there's obviously a lot of resources online, but I think there's also a stigma and sort of an embarrassment factor with the subject matter. And so people just, they don't talk about it with their physicians. So I think it's good to talk about. So, I mean, IBS is super common. It's a combination of abdominal discomfort and bowel habit changes whether it be constipation or diarrhea yeah. Uh, it really starts with two things in my in my eyes. One is diet which we can get into and the second is actually probiotics. So mm. we learn more and more about IBS and everybody's different. But one of the common features is that there's definitely an imbalance in the types of bacteria, the healthy versus unhealthy bacteria that we harbor in our intestines. Yeah. And I think it's really an easy thing. There's very good studies now suggesting that certain probiotics that are out there helpful are helpful specifically in ibs and the good thing is that it's over the counter there's very little downside there's no side effects and that's a good place to start if you have ibs and then the second thing is diet and diet gets a lot of press and there's the gluten free diet and there's the you know all kinds of diet there's the low fodmap diet but i think if you look at an individual and you sort of speak with them and learn about their symptoms I think there's some benefit for most people with certain dietary modifications that, uh, again, don't have any side effects. So if you can do this without prescription drugs and you can get better, in my eyes, that's a win.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's we amazing. Need, uh, I need uh, you to settle a debate amongst us yes. about <laughs> probiotics. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we have been told many different things about probiotics yeah. that it's best to yeah. get it from your food, that it's best to take it in pill form, in capsule form, in powder form, and yeah. my biggest question is, does it need to be refrigerated or not? <laughs> because-
1: it Depends. It depends on the formulation. So, the, okay. so, so it depends how it's. It depends how it's processed, how it's prepared, and there are very good studies suggesting that certain proprietary name brand probiotics have a shelf life of, you know, several months and they don't need to be refrigerated. And they've actually shown that in studies where they say, all right, there's a billion colonies of X probiotic. And a month later at room temperature, there's still a billion colonies of probiotics. There's other ones that are formulated different, that are in different forms where you have to refrigerate them. And so Mm -hmm. it it all depends on the way it's, it's made and how it's processed. One of the big problems with probiotics is that there's literally hundreds of probiotic products out there and because because they're not regulated by the FDA, they don't need to prove, you know, as long as when they make it, there's 10 billion colonies they don't need to do, most of them don't have to do the studies to suggest that there's still 10 billion by the time it ends up in your, mm-hmm. you know, in your body. And so I think that's one of the problems that you want to stick with a probiotic where they have done those studies, where they're tried and true, where there's clinical studies showing that it work, that mm-hmm. it worked.
3: Are there any brands that you, yeah. What do you take? Yeah. yeah. You... <laughs> a specific thing you
2: recommend.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think, if we, I think the, the point here is that, You know, probably 10 years ago where we just would say, okay, just take this probiotic, take that probiotic. It was sort of kind of a blind statement, but now when I recommend a probiotic for a patient, I ask them why they're taking it, and I ask them for instance, if they have IBS, then there's certain probiotics like like Align is one in particular that has been studied in IBS culturel. There are certain ones that have been studied. If you're taking it for general health purposes, it's probably less important Mm -hmm. which one you actually take as long as again you're taking something that has the colonies that you need um, and they're actually active live bacteria it probably doesn't matter if you're just doing general health but it's like it's like an antibiotic you can't just go there and take an antibiotic it kind of depends on you know what the problem is and I think we're learning as we learn more and more about probiotics we're getting to that level of deep
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I love uh, your approach with uh, like somebody with IBS. Um, I myself was diagnosed when I was a teenager with uh, irritable bowel syndrome, but I ended up growing out of all the symptoms. So I really think it was the overgrowth of candida that was giving me all my symptoms. However, when I went to go see a doctor, all they did was prescribe me was antibiotics, which made everything so much worse. Um, can you talk about how, why is it that a lot of medical professionals don't really treat Candida overgrowth as a real problem?
1: Yeah, so I think the, one of the frustrating things for patients with IBS in particular is that, um, you know, there, there's certain things that have established medical science behind them that are, people are taught in medical school and training, and that's what they end up practicing. Uh, And Canada overgrowth, uh, among some other things, is often not emphasized. The the studies, scientific studies, are not great, let's be honest, regarding that. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I think one of the things about IBS is that a lot of times doctors will just have one cookie-cutter approach to IBS. And everybody that they see with IBS gets the same treatment, regardless of if they have you know, bloating, or they don't have bloating, or they have diarrhea, or they don't have diarrhea. And what we know is that you can't have that approach. And so I think there is a role for what you just talked about. There's a role for some other things in certain patients. But, you know, part of it is, you know, if we don't have good studies that we have basically been trained in and learned about, then there's this sort of dismissive attitude towards trying new things. And, mm. and I think sometimes we miss the boat, um, mm. you know, for some patients
2: and do you pronounce it you said is candida is that the that, right way i've been yeah. saying candida for oh, yeah, like too. five years like a yeah, goddamn I think, idiot I,
1: I think candida is, is the correct pronunciation but
2: well there you so go <laughs> no.
0: it sounds less gross when you say candida canada oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i heard like so canada. many
3: nutritionists <laughs> say candida too so oh. i feel like it's you know we're I not alone here yeah oh wow um, um Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry,
2: we're all like (laughs) clamoring to ask you all these questions. Um, So with IBS, a lot of uh, people recommend like that you're supposed to have all this high fiber because mine tends to be more constipated. So people are like, Mm. oh, have a lot of fiber. But then sometimes that leads to that feeling of almost like stop start where all I feel like all of a sudden I have to go and then like hardly anything comes out or too much fiber can lead to diarrhea it just seems like I never know how much fiber and what type of fiber I'm actually supposed to be having
1: yeah so so actually it's interesting we I never recommended fiber for IBS it's not it's not something that's if you just have regular sort of one of the mill occasional constipation but without the IBS part like without the abdominal pain and bloating and discomfort then fiber has a role but Even for whether you have constipation or diarrhea, frankly, the problem with fiber, even though I'm a big proponent of fiber for most people, and IBS, it can actually worsen your symptoms because fiber gets fermented by our intestinal tract and our bacteria. And when you ferment something, you produce more gas. And so if you already have problems with bloating and discomfort, it can actually make it worse. Wow. Uh, So I think fiber, probably not first line, regardless of what, what your bowel habits are like.
3: Oh, wow.
2: So what do you, I mean, like ugh, on a day-to-day basis, what are the type of foods that you would recommend for somebody <laughs> with IBS?
1: That is a, is a loaded question. I know. Sorry, So constipation or diarrhea?
2: Mostly constipation.
1: Yeah, so I think if you're going to stick with fiber, you want to stick with soluble fiber. So you don't want to have a lot of roughage, a lot of salads, a lot of green uncooked vegetables, things like that. You want to, you know, you can go online, you can look up, soluble sources of fiber which you know oatmeal tends to be one that's better tolerated than most there's certain fruits that are a little bit better if you have fruit you want to try to take the skin off the fruit so it's right. really hard to digest insoluble fiber food items can really kind of make it worse um, and then obviously water intake uh, is good as a good start. And then I would I would go straight, to be honest, I would go straight to probiotics uh, before I sort of start doing supplemental f- fiber and things of that sort.
2: Okay. Oh, so excited for a doctor to tell me not to eat salad. I've huh. <laughs> been waiting for this day my whole life. No. I can stop eating that <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, especially if you have IBS. I mean, if you think we haven't talked about specifically the diet, but the low FODMAP diet, which is, actually has a lot of good scientific literature behind it, uh, it's low FODMAP. And one of the things that, uh, I mean, you can it's, it's a long list of food items that, that are high in FODMAPs, but things that you would put in a salad, for instance, many of those things are actually going to make gas, bloating, uh, and things like that worse.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. Jeez, so yeah, much. Crazy. crazy. Um, we've mentioned a little bit about candida and leaky gut syndrome on the show before. Can you kind of explain to our listeners what candida is, what leaky gut syndrome is? I'm sure they'd like to hear it from a professional versus yeah. how we explain Or it. candida. Yeah. You know. Canada, still right. saying it wrong.
1: Candida, yeah. <laughs> candida, absolutely, yeah. So, so I think the, the, the concept behind leaky gut is that... When you have inflammation in your intestines, and there can be many causes of that, one can be bacterial overgrowth, could be fungal overgrowth, could be just generalized inflammation in the body. When you have that, there's these things called tight junctions, which normally keep the things in our intestines, in the intestines, um, and not do not allow them to sort of permeate the intestinal wall and enter the body. And when you have a leaky gut, for whatever reason, these tight junctions no longer keep bacteria and other things out of the body. And so what that does is you have now a crossing over of things that are supposed to be in our intestinal tract and then end up in our stool. You have a, a kind of a crossover from there into the bloodstream and into the body. And when it does that, you get inflammation. And so you get symptoms, you get discomfort. People will describe a lot of what we call systemic symptoms. So not just gut symptoms like abdominal pain and bowel changes, but people will feel fatigued, they'll get joint pain, mm. uh, decreased energy. And so that's the theory behind leaky gut is that it's, it's a sort of total body inflammation that arises from a kind of a weakness, if you will, in the intestinal lining.
0: Got Jeez. it. Wow. wow. I'm yeah. learning so much. right like, yeah. How do
3: you tell the difference between IBS and say like lactose intolerance? I mean, yeah. If so somebody that's, comes in. Do you do you have to sort of have people cut certain things out before you diagnose them as having IBS? Yeah.
1: It's a, good, it's a good point. I will tell you that it's rare that I make the diagnosis of lactose intolerance. I mean, people usually figure that out on their own because it's, right. it's a very temporal kind of relationship between having a large berry <laughs> intake and symptoms. And then they should be fine in between. So that's the real distinction between IBS and any specific food intolerance is IBS permeates, right? Yeah. You could have the same meal one day and then have the same exact thing the next day and feel completely different depending on a lot mm-hmm. of issues whereas if you're having an intolerance to lactose or fructose or something of that sort you'll only have symptoms within like you know 30 minutes to an hour of eating those foods and then if you don't eat those things you're perfectly normal and so i think usually you can tease it out by what the patient tells you and what their diet and what their habits are like
2: Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, We uh, we talked about the Bristol stool chart. um, This was maybe six months ago on the podcast and we had a lot of people writing in and I know it really opened my eyes. I hadn't seen it before. Um, What uh, I can't remember if it said it on there, but what does it mean when your poop floats? Because I've heard that that's really (laughs) bad. Like if it's like small and floats.
1: Yeah. So the most of the time that means you have increased gas in your stool, right? So air lens, like stool becomes more buoyant when you have gas. So like it, usually it's related to, again, it's not a bad thing necessarily. If you had a high fiber meal oh. or the day before you had, you know, a couple you know bowls of chili or burrito or salad, that's, what's going to happen. And it's not a bad thing. If it keeps happening, sometimes it's a sign that you're not digesting or absorbing fats, Uh, in your diet. So people have pancreas problems and enzyme problems. Sometimes when you have fat in your stool, it can also float. But there's a lot of other things that go with that. So most people you know, you'll have a float, you know, we call it floaters versus sinkers. You'll have a floater, you know, for a day or two. So actually, if, if it is persistent, that's a good point. I mean, I think that's the one of the take home points is that in general, like we joke a lot about it because this, let's face it, most of the time, if something happens for a day or two, it's usually because of something you ate, you know, like right. if you had, turns out you had red stool for one day and you had beets. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's usually yeah. when things like persist for days, weeks, months, where then we have to take a step back and say like you know maybe there is something wrong with the way my body's processing or digesting Mm
0: -hmm. yeah what is the healthiest poo or does that depend on the person
1: uh, well, I think there's some features that are you can generalize. I mean, we talk about pooforia in our books, which is basically this like just tremendous, usually single piece of soft stool that comes out like oh, yeah. with, without <laughs> without without any effort, and yeah. you just feel great. Like there's no stool residue when you wipe to clean up. I mean, there's certain features that are not only make you feel great, but are really signs of a healthy GI tract. You know, it means it means you are getting enough fiber, you are drinking enough water, probably you're exercising uh, and that, you know, this is really reflected by one of these sort of tremendous bowel movements. But I think they're they're not they're not the norm, obviously, for most people, even who are healthy. There's a lot of variability from day to day and, you know, stress plays a role and how well you sleep and travel and all these things are so variable from day to day that uh, it is a joyous occasion when you do have one of those <laughs>
0: absolutely oh the, tr- the the travel poops i'm sure you guys oh my god what Nightmare. is up with that when you travel somewhere and then you either don't shit for days or you once, yeah. once you walk in once it's you walk diarrhea. into your home it's time yeah what goes what is up with that
1: <laughs> yeah travel travel you know uh travelers constipation is, is is a big uh is a big deal everybody experiences there's so many factors that the, the high points are you know change in time zone so your normal you know morning cues to go to the bathroom or meals times cues to go to the bathroom are totally off from the from the change in time zone if you're flying somewhere you're going to be dehydrated because you're not drinking enough water or you're drinking more caffeine than you should uh if you're at some you know celebratory type thing like a wedding you're drinking more alcohol you're probably not eating enough fiber if you're like in a third world country for instance you're told not to eat fresh fruits and vegetables that are washed with the local water because you can get you know so you're just, everything is totally off. Yeah. And, you know, most people, actually, that's the best time, even for folks that have no issues. And people say, Do I need to take a probiotic? And I say, Look, look, you know, if you're doing fine, you don't necessarily have to take one. But when you travel, that's the one time that I recommend people take probiotics for two reasons. One is to get around this constipation thing. But number two, there are actually certain probiotics that have been shown to prevent the opposite problem, which is traveler's diarrhea. It can actually help you, help prevent you from actually getting infections from food when you travel
3: oh wow. i get traveler's diarrhea like every other week to Ugh. be honest you like, do yeah. i get constipated when i travel uh, i get it's the worst uh, so we're... you
1: should both do an experiment you should both try <laughs> probiotics when you travel yeah. and see if actually I take probiotics you end up okay. all the
2: time yeah. i take it every day i don't take them on the road just because i had been thinking that it didn't work if they weren't refrigerated but i need to go out and buy someone's so you're saying a line is the best
1: uh for well for ibs it for has IBS? the most studies but if for traveling purposes actually in travel, there's diarrhea culturel actually ends up being the the best one so that that neither of those have to be refrigerated so if you pick up culturel and you start it say a couple of days before you hit the road and uh-huh. then you take it you take it while you're traveling it should it should uh, i think make a big difference
3: yeah. uh, if i don't take probiotics i will get diarrhea yeah or even at home if i stop taking probiotics i notice a difference now we're just a messy group that you (laughs) are talking to speaking of messy is it healthier for your poop to be messy or is it better if it's like there's not much there when you wipe what's the appropriate amount yeah
1: clean sweep we want the clean clean sweep every time yeah that means that everything's
3: go ahead sorry go ahead
1: what does it mean if it's clean sweep is that what you're asking
3: what does it mean when it's messy
1: Uh, It could be a lot of things. Uh, Yeah, well, it means the consistency is probably not ideal, right? So if you have that perfect soft, not too hard, not runny consistency, then you're going to have very little residue. Uh, if you have a liquid looser stool, that's usually where the cleanup is messy. Um, even if your stool is normal, actually folks that have issues with hemorrhoids, for instance, sometimes have a difficult time cleaning up because the hemorrhoids, if they're inflamed and, 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 you know, they're enlarged, um, they can sometimes have residue on them. That's difficult to clean. So there's a lot of issues with the messiness, but you always want to go clean if you can.
0: Have you like perfected your poos? Like, I know that's a little personal. You haven't? It's a daily battle. Not. It's a daily
1: really? it's, a, it's a lifelong. It's a lifelong uh, battle to achieve that on a re- regular basis. And, you know, I tend, I do eat a lot of fiber. I tend to exercise. I mean, I tend to do all the things that you're supposed to. But that's just the, I mean, it's what makes euphoria so special when it happens. I mean, <laughs> if, if it happened every day, then you know who would care. But I think, right. uh, yeah, I think you want to maximize your chances of that experience. But, um, no, I think, look, if you're eating well and you're doing the right thing, most people are going to be better off, but you know, there are other people who have, don't take medications for other, you know, medical problems or who have other issues where, you know, their GI tract just moves a little too slowly and, you know, you try to help them as best you can to, you know, maximize their diet and, and, you know, give them things and that can help them out. But, you know, these, these issues like we opened with like IBS and chronic constipation, I mean, literally tens of millions of people in this country struggle with this on a regular basis. And so it's so common. And I think people who like you guys obviously are all friends. And you all talk about it, but there's so many people out there who have just kind of very daily debilitating um, GI symptoms who don't get help, who don't talk to other people because they sometimes feel like you know what, it's just got to be me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's an important message to get out there that it's it's definitely not.
2: My uh, my fiance used to get um, anal fissures, and then he mm-hmm. went to the doctor because there was blood in his stool and. Uh, the doctor told him to stop pushing. Basically, he was, like, pushing so hard. And so now he takes, like, hour-long shits because he doesn't (laughs) push. He just, like, waits till it basically falls out. And I'm, like, the opposite. I'm, like... I. Power it out, and I get in it. I get on with my day, and he's like, "Don't." That's the do
1: way it. it should be. By the way, I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't push, but you shouldn't also spend an hour on the toilet because that actually can cause other issues. It actually leads to hemorrhoids, believe it or not. What is the my
2: God? I'm Jeez. so glad you said that. I've been telling him to hurry it up in there for seven fucking years, and now I have like actual medical. <laughs> just take things his like-
1: phone, Just take his phone away. <laughs>
2: yes. I know.
1: We all have our phones, and it's just like it's like this place where no one can bother us, and we can just do what we want. It's, you gotta you, know, you gotta take his phone away he'll be out of there in like 10 minutes
3: yes. <laughs> oh amazing. my god you're
2: fixing my relationship oh, what is, so is the
3: difference between anal fissures and hemorrhoids
1: oh they're very different so i feel like i have no idea yeah so hemorrhoids um are you uni- almost universal especially in women after childbirth pregnancy as we get older they're basically normal blood vessel type structures around the anus that can be internal or external. So everybody has these veins, uh, but then with certain things like again, pregnancy and delivery and age and constipation, they can become enlarged and they can become irritated. So uh, that's kind of more universal. Anal fissure is actually a cut in the lining of the sphincter muscle. So like right at the very end, we all have the lining and that gets cut. Usually when you're constipated and straining and passing hard stools, it's super painful. It's actually in our book, we talk about like shards of glass. Like it really feels like you're passing glass. And so the good news about it is it's not like a lifelong thing. People usually have it for like a week. They get treated. It gets better. And then if they have another hard bowel moving down the road, it can come back. So it kind of comes and goes and needs to be treated. But um, as, as it, you know was mentioned, basically, if you're able to keep your stool soft and not strain, it should not come back. It's not something that people struggle with sort of like on a daily basis for a long period of time.
3: Okay. Wow. So wait, the fi- the fissure was the cut. Was the cut. painful? Yeah. That's oh. Yeah.
1: That's
3: hemorrhoids hemorrhoids wow. can be painful. They right? can
1: be. They can be painful. Yeah. Exactly. But that tends to be something that's again diet related, and you kind of put some creams on it, and it goes away. But the actual structures, the actual hemorrhoids themselves, never actually go away.
0: Yeah. Wow. Interesting.
1: Um, unless you, unless you get them treated.
0: Wow. Uh, we've often heard that you know the gut is like your your second brain um Mm. because i guess it has i don't know so many neurotransmitters or whatever can you kind of talk about that concept and why our gut health is so important
1: yeah so there's actually uh we all know about serotonin in the brain it turns out there's actually you know we talk about mood disorders and things there's actually more serotonin in the gi tract than there is in the central nervous system and and, and and same thing with neurons and things so it's it's it speaks to the importance of psychology and mood and anxiety and a lot of these things that directly affect our gastrointestinal health and so you know before we really understood what irritable bowel syndrome was people just felt like oh it's in their head and it's just, just like an anxious uptight person and this is what's happening but now we know it's actually a cross talk it's like a communication it's a two-way communication from the gut to the brain and vice versa so it's not just that okay i'm feeling anxious and so my you know, I have diarrhea, for instance, it's actually the other way around as well. There's actually abnormalities in the, in the in the GI tract that actually affect the way our brain works. And it's kind of wild to think about things going in that direction. And so, you know, when we treat irritable bowel syndrome, uh, we now know that we have to treat the neurotransmitters in the GI tract, and we also have to treat the neurotransmitters in the central nervous system so if somebody if we don't if somebody has an anxiety issue and we don't control it they're not going to get better but similarly if we don't treat the issue in the gut like we talked about leaky gut uh, probiotics diet if we don't take care of that then patients just don't get better
0: wow Mm, that's
2: really crazy um what's your opinion on uh the squatty potty
1: Uh, Most people don't need it. Uh, It does have a good sound physiologic basis, though. So it's not complete voodoo. It's basically been shown that for people that have issues with evacuating and again i hate to keep picking on women but unfortunately again after childbirth after you know a lot of pelvic floor surgeries hysterectomies Mm. a lot of these things the pelvic floor muscles with aging actually get weaker and so they're in people who have constipation but they don't have it's not like their transit through the system is slow it actually gets to the end and then they have difficulty evacuating, so straining, and they have to do different things because of the anatomy and the weakness. So for those individuals, that the extra opening that squatting kind of gives you sometimes is is really helpful to help with evacuation. So for, for those individuals, I think the squatty potty can be helpful. But for the average person who has no trouble going to the bathroom on a toilet, it doesn't really add much to the whole experience, frankly.
2: Oh, that's so Jeez. interesting. I um, I mm. won't say the whole thing, but we did a, a bonus episode recently on our Patreon where I shared a very embarrassing story <laughs> where um, my IBS flared up as it does and my uh, fiance was in the bathroom for too long and my body just... It had to go, as is what happens with IBS. And I basically had to squat and poop into an empty box <laughs> in my apartment. Holy cow. <laughs> and a Sephora box. A Sephora I box. Uh, forever ruined my favorite store for myself. Um, but to be honest, like as horrifying as that was, and I couldn't believe that was happening. i It was like one of the best poops I've ever had because it really did feel like. The structure of my colon was like uh, more up and down and not so yes. bent as it is when you're sitting yep. on the toilet. I have my face that's is so exactly red right, right now. I'm so hot in the face. I can't believe I just said it. But oh, no, whatever.
1: you're breaking down some good physiology. I'm really impressed, actually, right now. That's exactly Thank what happens. You. You, straight, you straighten out the. It's actually, if you want to really get it technical, it's called the anal rectal angle, and actually, you do. It is actually you, you straighten it out when you yeah. squat. So that's why probably through you know evolution etc up until the last couple hundred years that's how you know we went to the bathroom and there's probably a good reason for it so um yeah, yeah so again it, it can be helpful if you have that outlet dysfunction weakness pelvic floor kind of Kind of issue, then that that's something it does actually make some sense.
3: Yeah, good thing your new apartment has a
2: balcony. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> so about the litter box. I actually I think doing it pooping in a box kind of like ruined regular poops for me because now I know how much better it feels. Like it was like one of those like pooforia moments where I, I mean I was humiliated, but also I like it was a no wiper. It felt exactly like how it should. And when I'm mm. on the toilet, even if like my body's telling me oh you have to go right now, I always feel like I don't get everything out or it just doesn't feel like as easy as it should. And Interesting.
1: so so do, so, do you use the squatty potty?
2: then? I don't have one, but I, I guess should I should go one. buy one.
1: Yeah, I think you should. I mean, okay. it's not that expensive. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt. It's not like it's going to cause any harm. So yeah. if you have, if you've had this experience, maybe you're onto something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you're going to judge oh, no. yourself every time you go to the bathroom. But I know. I, love it.
0: I know. You know, it's cheaper than a squatty potty, a carbon box. Oh <laughs> it's man. It's going to keep shit in box. No, so. so great. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have something. So I, I recently um, went on uh, the Candida diet. I've been on it for about two, two and a half weeks. The what diet? The can't. Oh, so the can Candida. It's <laughs> um, <all> good. <laughs> either one. Uh, it's really the, the can't eat a diet because you can't eat shit when you're out. Oh, anyway. Pun city oh up so in bad. Here. But uh, <laughs> anyway, miserable, very hard diet. Uh, but the results have been unbelievable. So I had all these little bumps on my face, all those like textured bumps that are not pimples but that you know, they're not poppable, but just kind of just like raised flesh, I guess. Um, and all of that was completely gone within eight days of being on this diet. Like my skin is completely clear. Um, can you talk about how, the hell that happened after I basically just cut, you know, bread and cheese and most grains, like fermented uh, things. A lot of fermented, yeah. All you know, nothing with yeast, obviously. But can you explain to our listeners like why that significant change could happen in such short amount of time?
1: Uh, I wish I could. I, think, <laughs> yeah. uh, I No, I, I actually, it's, it's it, you know, the only way to explain it is what we talked about with the leaky gut. To be honest, I mean, there's something to be said for there are people who have and we can't always measure it, but have this sort of low grade total body inflammation Mm -hmm. that is related to diet. And I think not everybody needs to cut out gluten or uh, FODMAPs, or this is what you're kind of talking about with the fermentable foods and things. But there certainly are people who feel a lot better, and it may not be the skin, it may be energy, it may be focus, it may be uh, mood, it may be so many things that they talk about with you know, these diets that cut out, and and usually the common factor is, again, like, not just fermentable foods, but mostly the grains and the carbohydrates and the gluten, Um, and I don't know that medical science can explain that necessarily, except for the fact that these are foods that are sort of pro-inflammatory for some people, right, not for everybody, but people get joint pains, and they swear by the fact that if they stop eating gluten, their joint pain gets better, and we can't necessarily measure that, we can't do an x-ray to prove it, um, but to me, it suggests that there's clearly a link between, you know, what we're eating and, and, and what the level of uh, our body inflammation is.
0: Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
2: Um, well, any other poo questions?
0: <laughs>
3: oh, oh my gosh, that was crazy. That was so
0: informative. Oh my gosh. You are one
2: of my favorite guests of all time. Yes. I'm so excited <laughs> to read your book. Thank you for like straight up changing my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's uh, I appreciate that. You guys have been awesome, and I think it's great what you guys are doing. I think people hopefully will listen to, to this, and, and like I said, just just feel comfortable. Understand that there's literally millions of people who have gastro issues out there every day, and and there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of things out there that are very easy that are not prescription medication based that will uh, I think really improve people's quality of life.
0: Amazing. Oh, and uh, amazing. where can people find you, Dr. Sheth? And uh, where can they buy your books and all that plug, all the things that you want to um, promote?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we came out with our first book about 10 years ago. We have an updated version with a lot more. We call it a double digest because it's extra thick, <laughs> uh, <laughs> filled with, uh, you know, more proof facts than you probably want. But it's, uh, oh, it's, a, it's a good it's a good read in the bathroom, as long as you don't spend too much time in one sitting. Um, and so you can get it at all the usual places. You know, it's in bookstores, on Amazon. Uh, you can go to drstool.com, which will take you to the Chronicle Books landing page and read some excerpts and, um, you know, have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and incredible. it's what's your poo telling you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. It's amazing. Um, it, oh, I forgot.
3: We I can't um, wait to get the pee one. We didn't ask any pee questions. Oh, that's right. The oh, pee- my gosh. Can I have ask you another question real fast? <laughs>
1: yeah far away
3: (laughs) okay um so well i feel like i already know the answers but uh when your pee is like cloudy is it just not drinking enough water are there other things that you can be doing
1: cloudy well it's either you're dehydrated or you may have a urinary tract infection i mean those are the things that that cause it yeah. So um, <laughs> probably better than I. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. something that unfortunately yeah, also women are getting. Well, women are getting. Uh, it really sucks. A tough, <laughs> raw deal here today, but no. <laughs> oh. uh, cloud, yeah, day cloudy and urine. Yeah, and it, and it can also be seen like in if you take certain prescription medications and supplements and things that you know we don't fully uh, process that get excreted in the urine. It can also lend it oh. a cloudy oh. nature. So.
0: that's interesting. That's good to know. know. That. Yeah,
3: because I I'm on the lookout for UTIs. Don't you just i trust me <laughs> but when it's cloudy for no reason and i'm drinking a lot of water and it's not a uti i'm just curious as to what that is but the supplements thing that is that interesting. is yeah interesting. is your pee
0: supposed to smell or not really at all
1: uh again yeah probably not it i mean usually not unless again but it's, again it's very dependent i mean like i don't know if you guys have had the experience of asparagus pee but
0: yeah um, oh yeah all the time
1: yeah so that's something so it depends on what you eat it's just like a, you know just like your stool to a certain extent i mean it shouldn't smell nearly as bad obviously but but it's just very dependent on what you're putting in so again like medications and diet and things will all impact you know the smell of urine as well
2: okay that is so funny Ooh. oh
0: man oh this thank was you so, so much. awesome um, thank
2: yeah
1: you. It was fun we, yeah, thank you guys we oh.
0: forgot to ask you what your favorite or least favorite quote is so if you have one feel free to share
1: yeah, it, it's, it seems out of place now because it's sort of like a kind of a thought-provoking deep quote. But I, I just heard it recently, so I'll share it. It's complete, non sequitur. But uh, I heard it was actually by the guy that founded Taoism. So it was, oh. he's sort of a pretty like philosophical guy. And I just read it actually recently. So when you mentioned this, I thought of it. So yeah, um, he said, uh, those who are anxious— um live in the future those who are depressed live in the past and those who are at peace live in the present
0: oh Uh, we love that quote so good so good words to live by
2: yeah i need that oh, one tattooed wow. on my arm i need to look at that every guy <laughs> <of the day. laughs> that was
0: fantastic yeah. oh my gosh again thank you so much dr chef this was eye-opening Man, and our li- are... listeners are gonna go look at all your stuff buy the book people it will change your life yeah. um thank you so much for your time and have a good evening
1: you too thank, thank you guys you thank so much. you okay yep, but... bye-bye
0: oh my god that was he so great that was awesome butthole hero okay. <laughs> love him. But oh yeah, this, uh, the, uh, he's wor- he's known on the streets as the poo doctor. So uh. Uh... Definitely lives up
3: to the name. Oh, wow. That was amazing. That was so great. Ooh, I'm I embarrassed that at the last hours. minute I was like, yeah, we're going to let you go. Oh, but my pee. <laughs> but uh. my pee. Well, it's like, how often do you get like free medical advice? Never. Oh
2: my God, I know. Very You rare. made me laugh so hard with your face,
0: Delaney, when you're like, should <laughs> pee smell? He's like, no. And you're like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, like sometimes it just like smells weirder or worse than other times. You mean, like, you're dehydrated? Yeah. Like, like you smell the pee water. smell more if you're dehydrated. I I hate the smell of pee. I I don't like the smell of like asparagus pee. Oh,
2: like I want like an asparagus pee candle,
0: (laughs) dude. Oh god, I literally, I'll be honest, I would rather smell shit than pee. Like I
3: do not, I do
0: not like the smell of urine. I don't like yeah. the smell of men's pee.
3: Like no. it's oh. all like frothy, smelling because oh. yeah, they're usually dehydrated and, and they're, they're like usually
0: shooting like, it uh, out peeing on like urinal cakes and yeah. shit. What the fuck do you guys do in there? I swear <laughs> it is like a guy. Ga- it's like fucking Narnia in a men's bathroom. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, you guys. This was a
2: really fun episode. This is one of my favorites, dude. Uh, yeah, so good. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Give us a five star rating and review. We're on the iTunes every every week. iTunes charts, amazing, it's and so Spotify charts. Cool.
0: Yes, I don't even have Spotify, but I know we're on there. <laughs> oh, it's leave.
2: exciting. Yeah. So um, tell your friends. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com/selfhelpless. self uh, Bonus episodes, rewards. It's so fun. We love it. So, we're so, about so to fun. record one after this. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, you can follow me at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram at Kelsey Cook on Twitter and KelseyCook.com for tour days
3: dates T- Tom comedy on instagram taylor tomlinson on twitter ttomcomedy.com for tour dates i'm delaneyfisher.com and Dick's by Delaney.com is live Yay! people
0: it is up Yay! and running i worked out all the kinks <laughs> shit is flowing in thank you to all the helpsters who have put orders in and and per, you know purchased dick mugs and and uh cock glasses and yeah. salt and pecker shakers i love you so much i recognize the names coming in uh to my emails when when i you know i get an order and I, I just love you guys so much thank you for making uh the soft launch such a success um i'm gonna get more into the whole dicks by delaney origin story and everything on like the next episode i'm really gonna explain how this shit was birthed um but yeah <laughs> at dicks by delaney on instagram facebook pinterest twitter yeah Yay. thank you We're so yeah. Ready. love okay. you love you guys we'll talk to you love next you. week. Bye. Bye.
1: Why won't it let